Sports Stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Stance. I'm your host, Greg, and with me, as always, he's tested positive for being number one in our hearts. It's Paul. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. What a sweet guy you are. I try. I try my best. Nothing like mixing in a little bit of pandemic humor. Pandemic humor. Okay. <laughs> it's like dark humor, but a little sicker. Oh, it is. It ah. is very sick. It is very there? sick. I see what you oh, did. I try. I try. Paul, we're going to have a short show this week. We've had some technical issues. We're not going to do it, but we're going to try to at least bang out 30 minutes. You like banging, Paul? 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's impressive. <laughs> Jeez. Good for about three. Oh my God! You gotta edit that out. Oof. Oh, not going to. We're keeping that in. We're keeping things light. We're keeping things loose and fresh and banging it away. Here we go, Paul. First thing on the docket. Let's just say, actually, first things first. Paul, you get this week's nailed it. I do. You do. Do you know why? Would it have anything to do with contests? It it might. Yeah, you nailed it when it came to the Nathan Suckdotty eating contest. Who's going to win? You got Joey Chestnut right. You got Mickey Suter repeating. You had both of them going to break the records of 74 dogs and 41 dogs. Joey Jaws came out with 75, shoving one in a gullet with half a second left. And Mickey Suter was just like, I know my record was 41, but let's add seven more on top of that. That It's pretty impressive. It's impressive and gross all in the same sentence. Now, real quick, before we move on, because you, you don't get to gloat that much, all right? It's hot dogs eating contest. We're not going to give you 10 minutes of just reign supreme, I'm the mustard king. That actually rhymed really well. I was, that was impressive by me. I'm going to give myself credit for that. You should be a rap artist, and I mean Christmas present rapping. Oh, well, then I'd fail. I'm terrible at it. Can't figure out those corners. Anyway, I digress, like we always do. Joey Chestnut, Mickey Suda, like we said, broke the records. My question is, I had a very big debate with Mike from Craft Root Sports about this. Is it legitimate record-breaking because they were inside, they were in AC, and according to Joey Chestnut, the dogs were hotter and fresher, so it makes it a little easier. Do you think the records still stand for what they were, though? 100%, because if you go over, how many times is it they held this thing? I'm sure the dogs were at different temperatures every year. Kind of like football inflation, if you will. Yeah, my argument was there was no actual like big crowd pumping you up and amping you up for those final two minutes where everybody's kind of going nuts and you kind of get a burst of energy from that. Yeah, because I so guess I think, you don't know the clock, right? Is somebody telling yeah. you what time you have? Well, they have the, the they have the announcer close. guy. The yeah. announcer guy in the background was going nuts for them. Um, Shay, oh Shay, I think it's O'Shea. He was going nuts behind the scenes. But I think it holds. I think when you take what you say may have helped, but then you take away what may have hurt them, such as the crowd noise. I think it even is out. I think it's, I mean, also it's 75 hot dogs. In 10 minutes. I don't care where you eat that. That's, that's impressive and should hold. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Of course it does. That's Brain. if you do that, then you have to take the, all these sports coming up and say, all the records are going to be mean, meaningless. So I like it. Indoors, refrigeration, refrigeration, air conditioning, steamy dogs, soft buns. 
was I say none of that. He ate a lot of dough. I ate a, do- a lot of dough. Was this in Vegas? No, it's in it's in Staten Island. Oh yeah, Coney Island. Coney Island. I was gonna say Staten Island, Coney Island. Came They're all islands. They're all islands. Speaking of dough, though, Paul, you know who made a lot of dough this week? Who? Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes made a major contract. A major contract. He extended ten-year extension with the Chiefs. He's basically gonna be there until he's dead. I'm pretty sure is what the contract says. Five hundred and three million dollars. Yeah. But Bobby Bonilla in ten years will still be getting his contract from the Mets. Well, that is because the Mets and the Wilpons are fantastic money managers. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that? Don't you know why they made that deal? Why they make that deal? Because they were making money hand over fist with their newest financial advisor. Bernie Madoff. Oh, there you go. And he was dying to help him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we are we are killing it tonight. Absolutely. Glitches be damned. But I'm bum. <laughs> so, yeah, $503 million. Paul, just to give you an idea of how that breaks down. Throughout this time, he will make $137,000 a day. $137,000. $137,808 a day per day in this deal. Is that days they play or days of the year? Days of the year. Oh, my goodness. We should do it by games. Then by hour, he makes $5,742. And every minute he makes $96. He basically can just get hand a $100 bill every minute. And that's his contract. If they did that, his contract would end like four hours ahead of time. That job would be boring, handing him $100 bills. Not if he handed you it back once in a while and said, that's your tip. Hey, keep that. You keep that. I, I got I got another one coming in an hour. I got another one coming in a minute. <laughs> I got another one coming in a minute, yeah. Yeah, I think just, it's green. Imagine if you're just like, you know what? The next hour, got your salary for the week. There you go. You would take that, right? That's 20 grand a week or 20 grand a month. Why not? You're making $240,000 yourself every year. Or you could just Venmo him his salary. Every, every minute he gets a notification. Ding, $100. Run over to the sidelines. Oh, my God, I got a dollar. Part of this deal is you can't turn the notifications off. No. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that's that's a hefty contract. It is. Now, the here's here's the situation with it. He gets $63 million guaranteed. So it seems small, but when it's like just at kind of at the moment he gets that, I think every year he's going to get guarantees continuously. But it's an it's a percentage based contract, so it kind of like is going to be fluctuating every year, where he's going to be getting basically I think around eighteen to twenty percent of the salary cap. So he's always going to be one of the top, or if not the top, quarterback paid in the league. And they did it that way because you don't want it to be three years from now, somebody else gets a bigger deal and he comes back to the table saying, hey, I've won another MVP, another Super Bowl. I want more money. They don't want that. They want to make sure they have what it is now. And then it gives them tons of cap space to work with. Not tons, but it gives them their cap space, basically, what they need to know for the rest of the team. 
because they now have the key position in the NFL, from what we know, set for the next 12 years. Maybe 20. Uh, if, he, if he plays until he's 40-something, he's Tom Brady. Because he this takes him to age 37, I believe. And depending and on what he's done... Yeah, well, also, depending on what he's done career-wise, at that point, he might can, he could potentially call it a career. If he has matched what Tom Brady did in his career so far, wouldn't you stop? Because then you'd be, the, you'd be the best of all time. Well, I also believe that, he, you know, that's football salary. Yeah. Now he's going to do endorsements. Yep, because he is young. He is, the, he is one of the two or three faces of the NFL that you can basically show anybody, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. You have Does him. he have a clothing line? Or No, that's Julian Edelman. Is it Julian Edelman? Somebody I has a Half of them have a clothing line. But you have him, Lamar Jackson, J.J. Watt's a big face. Like Those are the three guys I feel like right now you kind of say their name, and even if you're the most non-football-related person, you probably could go, oh, I've heard of them, and I kind of know what they look like. Yeah, he's a unique-looking individual. Yes, and he sounds he like kind of talk. Yes, he does talk funny. He talks differently. He talks like Kermit. Yes, he does. No, he knows this. Easy People have told him green. this. And he's got a lot of green, so I think it's pretty easy. Boy, I'll tell you, that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. That's good it to is. hear. I mean, that's impressive. It's the biggest contract ever in North American sports history. Well, it's, uh, you know, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, they had the smallest contract ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Cam. Hey, he got his number one on his jersey. He did. I think all his money went towards making sure he gets that. I guess they're gonna have to give double zero to the uh, Path the Patriot. <laughs> I mean, they should. I feel like that's a Patriot. That's like a mascot number. Yeah, they got to do something. They got to do something. Yeah, that's exactly one, right. One, the team's an emergency. <laughs> But yeah, Cam said he's hungry, so that's good. Maybe he has a Mahomes-like year. Gets he won't get a Mahomes-like type contract, that's for sure. But I do have to ask one question with the Mahomes deal. Yes. So he gets all this money. There's a bet going around in Vegas right now that you can make that the Chiefs over this contract will win a minimum of either if they win two Super Bowls, you win the bet. So the bet is basically the the over/under is one and a half Super Bowl wins. You making that bet, or are you going now? I'm not putting money away for 10-plus years to maybe get somewhat of a decent return. I am making the bet. I'm tucking <laughs> it away. I am independently wealthy, right? This you are. A, this is a hypothetical Sure. Situation. Hypothetically, are you putting that money down? Because we know our wives won't allow us to. I am putting that money down, and it's a sure bet because the odds are stacked in his favor. I would say you are correct. I would make that bet, too, if my wife, like your wife, would allow it, but they won't. And that's probably a smart choice because we're not great with our money. If we had what we wanted to, we would buy out Home Depot and think nothing of it. I'd have the biggest tool shed in America. Exactly. And I would have the second biggest tool I shed. I got enough tools. <laughs> let's, get the, let's get the double stacked, double layered one. Uh, uh, what would that be called? Not a condo. I don't know. A double man cave. You get one floor, I get the other. I don't want a man cave shed. Then I go walk okay. out there. How about this? Our man cave podcasting shed. Oh, yeah. There we go. There you yeah. go. Oh, you know, I have to drive. I have to make that two-hour drive tonight. I got to go to the man cave podcasting room. We have a second floor overlooking the pool. 
cocktails. Yeah, has our bar with all our scotches and nice fine liqueurs that we can have. Like I said, liqueurs, not liquor. Trying to be fancy. Oh, we will be. We'll be drinking with our little pinky out. (laughs) Our dirty martinis that we have no idea how to make. Is it just vodka and olive? I think so. Yeah, the olive. No, it's olive juice. Ugh. Either way, I'm not actually going to drink martinis. I lied. No. I think I'm going to drink seltzer from now on. And I mean, I just mean plain seltzer. No. Oh, come on. But yeah, no, I would make that bet too. We've seen it with Brady. We've seen it with other quarterbacks like Terry Bradshaw. I wouldn't even say Terry Bradshaw is that good. He's not Mahomes level. So if he can win four Super Bowls in like a few years, Mahomes should be able to. I know there's. How many seasons has he played? Mahomes, three. Yeah, three. As a starter, he's been. So he's brand new. No, he's he's played two. He's been on the team for three because his first year he didn't play because Alex Smith was the starter. Then he won MVP his first year starting and went to the AFC Championship. Second year won the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with odds in his favor. He still has Travis Kelsey at tight end, Ty Hill at wide receiver. He still has offensive weapons galore, at least probably for the next two to three years. So maybe one in that time, and then he just has to win one more. How hard is it to win a Super Bowl? Well, I hope he wins none, but I'm betting that he does. You know what? You've seen a team win six in 20 years. You're good for a while. Yeah, but I'd like to see them win another one this year just to rub it in his nose in it. You should no. have Nope. If that happens, I'll cry. Speaking of crying. Yes. People in Washington have been crying for the past, like, 10 years at least. That the Redskins need to change the name. Finally seems like it's going to happen. Dan Snyder, they had a committee and everything. It seems to have come down, at least rumored, to potentially, like, two-ish names. I'm going to give you both names. You tell me which one you think you'd rather see. In the NFL, we would either have the Washington Warriors or the Washington Red Tails. The Warriors. Really? Why? The Red Tails sounds goofy. The Red Tails would be based off the Tuskegee Airmen, who were known as the Red Tails in World War II. Well, then that should be it. <laughs> I was going to say. I did I no research, you- clearly. Clearly, I was going to say, right when I give you the reasoning of that behind that name, I feel like you're going to change on that. I also think at least then you kind of keep the red part. You can definitely keep the color scheme the same. Both names, you can keep the color scheme. But the question is, do you think it's the right move for the Redskins to finally give up the name? Or do you think they're getting, they're only doing it because of all the outside pressure? I mean, they've had outside pressure for years. But now FedEx, Nike, and everybody else is basically saying well, time sponsors change. are going to pull the sponsorship. You got to change your name. It's a business decision as much as the right thing to do for them. It's the right thing to do. They should have done it long ago, but eh, they didn't. And now they have to. Now, with that being said, it does lead me to the question of, because I agree, Redskins, probably one of those names in the leagues that should get changed because it can be considered offensive. Now, teams like the Indians and the Braves and the Chiefs. Do you think those are just kind of subtle enough that they're not really offensive? They're just kind of like, it's like Cowboys and Indians people played and cops and robbers type situation. Or do you think more so, I guess out of all the teams, the Indians, do you think they need to change because they did have to get rid of their mascot chief Wahoo, which that clear as day. Why? Well, so it's Indians and really they were native Americans. Yeah. 
See, I so, feel like Indians should be allowed to stay. I feel like that shouldn't be considered offensive. Well, you know who I'd ask? The Native Americans. Most of them don't actually find it offensive from what it so, sounds like. Yeah, well, well. Well, what about the Chiefs? The Chiefs, I think, can get away with it. Right? Because people also have like the nickname like Chief, like, hey, what's up, Chief? Yeah, but it's the Chiefs, and it's got a feather, doesn't it? No, it's an arrowhead. Well, same thing. Okay. It's still an implement, but... Yeah, but... I feel like there has to be a line somewhere where it's like, yeah, it's kind of representing this, but it's not like a bad representation. It's not like a negative look or anything. Like, the Redskins is bad because it's also the Native American, like, face on the side of the helmet. Like, that makes sense. I feel like Chiefs, it's just an arrowhead and a name. Leave it be. I agree. I think it's yeah, that that can be. And you know what? If it if it's a thing, I don't know. I, I you're right. There's a, there's there's a too far, and then there's a not far sense. enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's and every one of them. I guess there's going to be an awful lot of things out there that you have to think and scratch your head and say, boy, I never thought of that, and that'll be the next thing. Exactly. So. And speaking of things that just don't make sense, Paul. Good segue. It's this week's Oh No Baby. What is you doing? And? It's brought to us by the NFL, who has said if we play games where for four quarters, players will be trying to tackle each other and be in closer contact than they need be, came out with the decision that after that is all concluded, after J.J. Watts tried to sack Patrick Mahomes multiple times, that after the game, you cannot exchange jerseys anymore because that would mean you're within six feet of each other, and that's a no-no. So right when the game ends, right after that last guy tackles somebody and is laying on top of him, breathing into his face mask, six feet apart, or else things could get dangerous and iffy. All right, they're covered with sweat and spit <laughs> and every other thing known to man, and they're going to worry about exchanging a jersey? Yeah, they basically came out saying, like, you know, we get that they're going to be playing the game and touching each other, but if you dare give another guy your jersey, no. That, you, that is that is. Can you drive and send it? Uh, why can't can you just, like, kind of take it off, like, six feet apart and then just put it on the ground and they each, like, walk past each other and pick it up? Like, there's definitely a way that they're going to figure out to do it if they want to do it. But it just seems ridiculous that the NFL came out saying that this is going to be a thing that you can't exchange jerseys after the game because of the whole six feet social distancing. After there will be zero social, like literally linemen will be lined up against each other, breathing at each other, waiting for the ball to be snapped. Think about those winter games when they're toe to toe on the line and they look like bulls out in the field and the steam is coming out of their face. Exactly. I like guess unless, a few, unless, a few droplets. unless they're having plexiglass hang from the sky between them, and then right when the quarterback's about to say hike, they raise it up. I wonder if they thought of putting plexiglass inside the inside the helmet. Well, they showed like that concept where it looked like the guy wearing like the space mask basically yeah. for breathing, but I don't think players would go for that because it could actually be a hindrance on their breathing and maybe well, visual. If tackled and it hit you the wrong way, it'll cut you. But also would take out face mask rule and all that. And I mean, guys try to go for that. 
Let's be honest. There are some guys that try to get that face mask. Well, they do get the face mask. Well, I guess if it's a shield, they can't. No, you can still get the mouth area. Yeah. Well, what if it's outside? What if they... What if it's just a giant, thick piece of plexiglass? Just around their head. Yeah. It's a square. Like a fish tank, like <laughs> on the three stooges. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's why the NFL gets the oh no, baby. What is you doing? That's just silly. It is silly. Wait a minute. Is the NFL like baseball? They're not taking showers at the stadium either? I don't know. So they're going to get in the car and drive home with all that crap all over them. But if you exchange jerseys, oh man, are you you're in trouble. They're going to take the ball and go home. They're going to take the ball and go home. And you know who else is taking the ball and going home? Yes, I want to know. The Ivy League. Oh boy, are they ever. So, real quick, Paul. You're not going to be able to put any bets on the Ivy League because even though sports are coming back, and you should go to mybookie.com to do so and enter in promo code 12 Sports to get up to $1,000 matched on your first deposit. You're not going to be able to do that with the Ivy League because there's not going to be any games on MyBookie to bet. But if you do go to MyBookie and you sign up now and use promo code 12 on sports, they'll match it up to $1,000 on your first deposit. But you can't do that for the Ivy League because it's not going to happen. MyBookie, 12 on sports. Did I mention that? I think it did. You did. <laughs> Twelve on sports on mybookie.com. No, mybookie promo my code twelve on sports. Okay. That's why I do the ad, Paul. I know I should seamlessly. Not, I in. Let the so professionals easy. handle this. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, the Ivy League has come out basically saying we don't trust anything that's going on. We are not going to have any sports whatsoever play. So that means no basketball, no football. I don't know what other sports are played in the fall. But, like, swimming? I don't know. None of it's happening. Do you You think it's a smart decision? I do. Is the Ivy League going to be missed? So, I know those stadiums and those football games, and they're big in the schools. It's part of the economy. It's not like the NFL. I think they need to protect those students, protect those players, and, 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 frankly, September, middle of August is coming. They don't have the ability or the wherewithal to do it. And, you know, with what's going on in a lot of the states with with outbreak, uh, no way. And by the way, you're going to play a college football game with no fans? I mean, college football fans are like insane. But they're going to play professional games without fans. They're playing playoff series without fans. They're going to televise them and... Certain college games will be televised, such as the Big Ten Network, who came out basically saying today, the Big Ten Conference, that they are planning on having football, but all of their non-conference football games will be canceled, and they will only play in-conference games. Now, it begs the question, one, is this a good idea? You're still exposing your students and player athletes to other schools in different parts of the states and country. Or do you think somehow if they keep it within their conference that they somehow are coming up with a plan for the conference specifically to make things work that somehow out of conference they couldn't do? And then on top of that, because I'm just going to make this a really long question, do you think other conferences will follow suit? And if so, does that mean Notre Dame is going to get fucked because they're not in a conference? Um, 
Oh my God, that's a long question. But I, my thought is, what the heck's the difference in the conference and not the conference? I guess I don't know every conference and the travel piece, but you're going to put your whole team on a plane and virtually or, yeah, or a bus. infect them or a bus. Um, one way or another, they're going to be on top of each other getting there, whether it's in or out of conference. Yeah, so I mean, I, I get think that's kind of goofy. I think like when you look at Clemson, Clemson, half their team has already gotten like the virus, but they're all like asymptomatic. So they're hoping like herd mentality to, I think, an extent. But also, Go ahead. you're moving those players to different parts. They're still interacting with different aspects of another school's campus. If any of them are asymptomatic and haven't shown a test of positive yet and they're there, they infect a locker room. Somebody comes in to clean. If they don't take care of everything properly, they might carry it out with them. They spread it to whoever they see, and then it spreads from there. And that's the issue with this. I want college football as much as any other sports fan. Love college football. I love football. Love all the sports. I want all of them to be back and everything to be as normal as possible. But college athletes aren't getting paid. They're not doing – there's no reason for them to be potentially exposed as not only just athletes but as students – who are also trying to get an education because 95% of them aren't making it to the big leagues. 95% of them aren't going pro. They need that education to actually get a job after they're done playing. Some of them have the dream that fades as they go through. Yeah. So why potentially derail those things by potentially exposing one of them? Because, yeah, a lot of young people are getting it and most of them are asymptomatic and nothing is coming from it. But it just takes it affecting one person who maybe has asthma, who's not that bad, but he gets it and then he passes away from it. Like you, why, why take the risk? Shouldn't happen. Yes. You're right. Why take the risk? Again, I get they're making these decisions now, hoping things change, hoping that there's a way to make it safe for everybody. But they have about three weeks, I think, in total to make a decision once and for all if there's going to be a season or not. And I have a really hard time seeing a college football season happening. I could see the NFL happening. I find it very hard to see college football happening. I agree with that. I and it's 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 all of their sports. I don't know if it's all their sports. I think at least it's football. Because yeah. football is the only one that's really going to make the news anyway. It's the moneymaker. It's basically what drives the rest of them, such as Stanford had to cut 11 of its sports programs because they had to make $70 million worth of cuts because of everything going on. So football is really the only one making the news. But it begs the question also, for a team, like I said, Notre Dame, I'm a Notre Dame fan. They're not in a conference. They're an independent school. There's only like four of them. They can't make their own four-team conference. But also, I don't know if they can just join a conference for a season. So you could potentially have a college football season where everything is played in conference without one of the biggest draws nationally on TV. I mean, say you can disagree if you want, if you're not a Notre Dame fan, but Notre Dame brings the eyeballs. You find Notre Dame fans in every state across the country in large numbers. So you'd be having NBC who covers them every week, not having a team to broadcast. Like, what do they do? Like, how does this affect them? So it's just, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure the next three weeks we'll have stuff to talk about. We might not be recording one of those weeks. Understood. But in general, 
I have a hard time seeing a college football season happening this year, mainly because I feel like at some point somebody's going to have a level head and say we have to think about the kids as students first and not athletes and money making for us. 100%. Protect the kids till we understand this thing. Hey, maybe we have, maybe we do have a vaccine the following year. Yeah. You can try to push it to spring. You could figure out something to make it work if things are safer. For right now, take care of the kids. Take care of the school. Make sure students can actually go to classes and pay, make the tuition worth it for them. <laughs> like if I'm going to a school and paying 50 grand, I'm not doing that to take online classes. And that's also going to be an issue. That's a whole different thing. That's not sports related. That's just an off topic rabbit hole. We're not getting down, Paul. I'm hold, pulling it back. I'm not going to even let you get a word in. Don't, no, no, no. Okay. The NCAA is a criminal mastermind of deceit and deception, and they're going to try to make kids play even though they shouldn't. So we'll see what happens. I I feel a very strong opinion out of that comment. <laughs> the NCAA I is hard. Loud and clear. Yeah. That's it for college football, at least. Next. We'll talk some baseball, some more. It'll, it's not lighthearted, but it's better. First is they tested 3,740 people for baseball. Only 66 came back with cases of coronavirus. So that's not bad. That's 98.5% was negative. Which is kind of like the 1.8 in Massachusetts. Yeah, so it's not like terrible. It's not bad. I mean, it's not good. You don't want anybody to you have it, obviously. Anybody. I, I, were but, they all? They were all asymptomatic, though. Uh, I don't know if they all were. I know. I think it was 55 players and like eight or nine staff members or something like that. So, not bad. Most, I think, for the most part, they're all healthy. So that's good. And also, it kind of means that baseball season's still on track to potentially start July 23rd and 24th. That's good. They released a 60-game schedule. People in Massachusetts were mad. The Red Sox play in New York seven out of the ten games they play each other again. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be sitting in the stands. Right. But do you know who could be sitting in the stands, Paul? Um, who? People at Wrigley Field. Talk they will not They will not be actually physically in the park. But the Cubs and I think Chicago have okayed. So Wrigley, outside of their stadium, have apartments, and they've built stands on top of them. They are allowing those seats to be sold. And fill it to 25% capacity, obviously, to allow distancing. And I'm just going to give you an I give you a chance to guess how much a seat outside of Wrigley Field to be able to watch a Cubs game live is going to be going for. So wait a minute. Yeah. Where is the seat? So outside of Wrigley Field, on behind the backfield, like center outfield wall. Yeah. They have apartments that raise above the wall and on top yep. of those roofs yep, I've are, seen those. are stadium seats okay. that they have added on and they get sold to add more seating. They're gonna be allowed to be filled twenty five percent capacity total. Yeah, probably. How seats. much do you yeah, how much do you think those seats are going for? For your chance to watch a live baseball game during five hundred dollars. Close, three hundred and fifty dollars. How many seats is it? I don't know. Well, you get a seat. No, I don't mean 350 a seat. I mean, how many oh, seats? I don't know how many seats are total that are going to be opened up technically. But my question is, after knowing that, do you think you'd be willing for a basically, hopefully, a once-in-a-lifetime experience 
would you pay $350 to watch one game kind of just for the experience and kind of be like, I was one of those people that got to watch a baseball game during the pandemic. No. Like in person. No. You don't think so? No. See, I feel like I would just because I feel like it would be one of those things to kind of be like, it was cool. It was like, it's never going to be done again. I think they could get this top half of the Prudential Center and watch games at Fenway Park. Well, that I was talking with my wife, your daughter about it. And she's like, well, what about the people that have views of Fenway Park from their apartments? Could they like sell out their apartment for people to watch? I was like, probably. I remember seeing away. That's cuckoo. But, you know, there are people that will pay it. You would do it. I saw a post once they said baseball was coming back. A person in San Diego who lives in one of the apartments right outside of Petco Park who has a perfect view of the field, said, I might have to rent out my apartment for an Airbnb. I could make some extra money. I don't know. I think I mean, the roof seat, I, I, like the green monster at Fenway. Yeah, kind of seat like that. It's a thing forever yeah. until yeah. they, you know, do something else thing. The bleaches on top of a building that you can't even see the feet. I mean, you can see no, the you field. can see the field. And I mean, they're still not bad seats. It's just like you're in the outfield stands, just Way outfield. slightly farther back. It's across the street. It's not bad. I wouldn't. See, I feel like as I do know you. I'm I'm a fuddy-duddy on that kind of thing. I'd rather be in my air-conditioned house watching my big screen TV. I would too, but I feel like for a a once-in-a-lifetime situation, I would pay the 350 just for once, just to to say you did it and be like, I was one of those 50 fans. How much is the Green Monster? Oh, they're expensive. They're a few hundred dollars, I think. Yeah, I thought so. So... Uh, so it's essentially you'd be paying for one game on the green monster to sit in the outfield during a pandemic that's basically the i feel like the selling point is you're watching a live baseball game in person as one of 50 fans yeah essentially okay if you're if you're a fan of that team why wouldn't you yeah i feel like hearing the crack of the bat like the players talking on the field i feel like it'd be like that type it'd be worth it for that experience because you would never have kind of that type of situation ever again where you could hear things you could literally talk to all the other fans that are there we well, would really want to right are they gonna have to be in masks in those seats probably but still you would talk to a person six feet away from you i thought you knew me i thought i did too i thought you were you talked to you somebody would. six miles away from you Excuse i i'd look over and say i'm not talking to him you say that now have one beer in you you'll be best buds uh, buds i see what you did there yep but yeah, I mean, I feel like that'd be a cool thing. I don't know if I'd want. I, I, yeah, okay. If you're a fan of the Cubs, right, Wrigley Field, yes, uh, and you're sitting on the roof, hoping it's not raining, it's a one-time thing. You're one of it's one of thirty games that year at that park that you'd get to see. I feel like I'd do it. It would be fun. You'd have, you'd be you'd cool. have to be a big fan. I know you're a huge yeah. fan I feel of like the team. Even if you weren't a huge fan, one, to get you out of your house or your place of living for four hours. Yeah. You're in the fresh air. How do you you're, get there? Where do you park? Who takes your parking ticket? Pretty sure there would be plenty of parking. Parking lots are opened up again. I think you'd be okay. You, you wouldn't have to worry about a rush to get to the field because there's only 50 of you showing up, basically. And they probably had 300 porta potties to get in line to go to. Nope. I think everybody should have one vendor. They have like hot dogs and beer, and that's it. 
They won't have a vendor. I want them to have a vendor. That's it. Well, you also wanted to have cheeseburgers in the Eagles coach's basement. Andy Reid is the Chiefs coach. I actually, Andy Reid. Sorry, the Eagles. He was the Eagles coach. I'm sorry. It was a bitter That's what you bet for them. It's a bitter breakup, all right? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Still hurts. (laughs) But yes, I would do that. I would take the money. I would take the money that I went off of betting on Patrick Mahomes and use it on that. In 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or two. Or two. Or halfway through the second season. Exactly. Halftime at the Super Bowl. Account. I learned. You learned? Yeah, I learned. <laughs> you made a funny earlier, and you said one and a half games. <laughs> and I said halfway through the season. Well, you said halfway <laughs> through the season. I was like, are you just about to say you learned? I was waiting for an ending to that sentence. Oh, what I learned? I, I learned, learned in this episode. I learned, I learned something new. <laughs> Uh, Paul, speaking of this episode, I think we're going to wrap it up from here. Okay. Things short are stable. Episode. It was a short episode. It's like I said it was going to be around 30 minutes. Yep. I'm not I'm not testing the technical gods, all right? I know it. We're on borrowed time. We are. I'm surprised things have not gone haywire. It's been one of those nights. You're starting to glitch as I'm saying this, so. I'm already rap- grabbing for my computer screen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear God. It's okay. You, it froze for a second, so timing-wise, it worked perfectly. There you go. So, on that note, Paul, thank you for joining me through all the technical glitches. Hey, pleasure to be here. As always, hopefully we'll get this figured out for next week. I think it's like back-to-back weeks we've had technical issues, but we'll get it figured out eventually. And when we do, we'll, we'll be flawless. We won't make any mistakes. Well, what would life be if we weren't making mistakes and having a laugh? Exactly. All right, Paul. Thank you for joining me. Have a good weekend. Everybody else, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Sports Dance. My name is Greg. With me as always, like I said, the man who tested positive for being number one in our hearts, Paul. Be safe. Be kind. Don't sneeze on anybody because that's just rude. And have a good one. See you next week. The Sports Dance.